This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today is Friday, December 16th, 2022. Merry Christmas. Tucker Carlson has a massive bombshell about the CIA and their involvement in JFK's assassination. Left-wing journalists suspended from Twitter in mass purge after doxing Elon Musk. And Trump pledges to ban federal agencies from colluding with private businesses to limit freedom of speech. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need more memes in your life, and you certainly will uh, this holiday season as you're sitting there with your family opening up presents under the tree. Why not open up a few memes with us on Parler.com, where we have an exclusive show, The Left Camp Meme. This week is Sam Bankman fraud, Sam Bankman freed themed memes. You won't want to miss it. Somebody who's going to have a Christmas in prison, along with Sam Brinton and a CNN producer. And who else is going to prison? Michael Avenatti. Man, there's a lot of reasons to be joyful this Christmas. Join us on Parler.com, where free speech lives, for our exclusive Parler show, The Left Camp Meme. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, getting to free speech, the value of free speech and the value of free thought and free ideas. Tucker Carlson decided to launch a weaponized nuclear capacity uh, bullet directly at the deep state infrastructure yesterday and say, yeah, actually, the CIA probably killed Kennedy. I mean, it was crazy. We I watch Tucker Carlson every single night and I'm sitting there like watching the show. And here Tucker does this open monologue and then, of course, writes an opinion piece here in Fox News about how, yes, the CIA has culpability in killing uh, JFK and that the government, including many Republican administrations, have been complicit in hiding that information from you. Now, Tucker Carlson wrote about this at Fox News. Tucker Carlson did a full segment, his entire monologue yesterday, on the CIA's assassination, allegedly, of JFK. What? I mean, we've heard about this. We've studied this. And I wanted to lead the show off today because uh, I've gone to the Grassy Knoll a couple times. I've read a couple books on this. It is the dodgiest thing that I think has happened in modern American history. A lot of the stuff that they've done to presidents afterward have been out in the open. Like, for instance, we know that the deep state was involved in the takedown of Nixon. We know that the deep state was involved in the takedown of Donald Trump. We are aware of deep state meddling inside of the administrations of other presidents, the threatening, the um, corrosive nature of this unelected largesse bureaucracy that exists wholly outside of American law and American principle that has undue pressure or complete and total leverage over our elected officials. It's very dark, sinister. Uh, 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 situation that happens so much so that the guy who was in charge of winning World War II, Ike Eisenhower, General Eisenhower, you know, commander of D-Day and all allied forces in Europe, when he became president, you know, one of his parting quotes leaving office is there's something really going wrong inside of the deep state, something very sinister inside of our government. He was shocked to find out what the CIA and what the intel agencies were up to or not, right, to find out that they existed in a total black box 
outside of government purview or democratic purview. And so many administrations have come up and crashed up against this permanent Washington, this permanent edifice that exists, again, outside of a republic responsibility to have checks and balances over it. Famously, Chuck Schumer said, yo, the intelligence agencies have seven ways to Sunday of getting back at Donald Trump if he goes against them. And man, do they have secrets to protect. Tucker Carlson going in yesterday on his show, just essentially starting off top of the bat, top of the box, takes the takes the wood and just swings and goes crack. Yes, the CIA killed Kennedy. Watch. We decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim, quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to, not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. So that's Tucker Carlson speaking with a CIA source that has overlooked the documents on the killing of JFK. Now, of course, the killing of JFK is something that has gone down in, in conspiracy theory lore. And the reason why is because it seems utterly implausible that one guy, for absolutely no reason at all, would be able to fire off shots with magical bullets that go in multiple different directions all over the vehicle uh, that shoot JFK's head and he goes backwards. It doesn't make any sense, right? It, the, the, all, all, we're not going to get into all the physics of it here. You can find a million videos on that. Maybe we'll make one ourselves. But the killing of JFK and the assassination of JFK and the evidence of JFK's killing makes absolutely no sense. They weren't counting on the Zapruder film. They weren't counting on somebody actually filming this exact moment where we could go back historically and watch and see how curious it is. Again, anyone who knows just basic ballistics or just basic fit laws of physics, when you get shot from the back, your head, that's not the way it's going to work. The exit wound, for instance, on uh, John F. Kennedy's head is in the back of his head. The, that's how a bullet works, right? It enters somewhere and then the exit wound, the shrapnel, the bullet blows up and then the shrapnel blows out. And well, the back of his head is what was blown out. Not to get too graphic here, but you've probably all seen the footage in history class. It's a well-known piece of footage. You could literally watch it. So there's many questions about what was going on. Of course, multiple shooters means a conspiracy. So who were the other shooters? Who were the other people involved? The curious case of JFK's assassination, of course, uh, stems from the immediate protection of JFK's body, the immediate federal overreach and grabbing of all of the evidence, and then the holding of that evidence, uh, presumably forever, right? So the government is under essentially a rule and a law that requires them to release evidence out to the public. You can FOIA evidence from the federal government. You can request evidence from the federal government. There are rules and statutes about federal government property being open and released to the public. 
depending on its security clearances. Everybody involved in the Kennedy assassination or any decisions made around that, they're all dead by now. This happened 60 years ago. All those people are gone. And so why not release the evidence? I think because we all know why. Because they haven't been telling you the full story. And as Tucker Carlson's source just said there, everything you think you know about your federal government is a lie. Tucker Carlson summed it up like this on his show yesterday. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this. It's not acceptable. Americans have trusted their government less with every passing year since the killing of John F. Kennedy. Maybe this is why. And people have known this for a long time. The people who knew would include every director of the CIA since November of 1963. And that list would include Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, one of the most sinister and dishonest figures in American life. That list would also include, we are sad to say, our friend Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo wouldn't go on Tucker Carlson's show. Mike Pompeo was too much of a coward. He was CIA director. And he didn't release these documents. So what is going on here? Tucker Carlson lays it all out right now in a, on your screen, opinion piece at Fox News. Tucker Carlson doing the bravest reporting in America. And we're going to get into Elon Musk banning reporters who are not brave, real scumbags in our next story. This is real journalism. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas came early this year for The Benny Show. The only thing that we wanted for Christmas was a free speech platform, and we were able to get it this year. And it is perfectly harmonious with our free speech cellular service that we use at Pure Talk. We were certainly tired of paying more for woke wireless companies that bend the knee to communist China, and that is why our team at Team Benny uses Pure Talk. It has blazing fast data and for just 30 bucks a month. Yeah, the same network, the same towers, the same coverage as the other guys, and half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice coverage. How do I know? Well, I am a customer. My business uses Pure Talk, and all of the benefits really add up for us. They're also a U.S.-based customer service company. They're owned by a veteran. And when you switch to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny, and you can switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Free speech. Go to puretalk.com, promo code Benny, save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Real journalism is supposed to question everything. Be skeptics. There is no such thing as a conspiracy theory. There are simply questions and skepticism. And so when you watch JFK's head get blown out from the back, and when you see in his throat a bullet wound right here, go, 
go check out the autopsy photos, even the ones that they doctored. When you see the bullet entry point right here in his throat, and when you see his head go out from the back, and when you when they tell you that Lee Harvey Oswald was behind him in a school book depository with a bolt action rifle, and that 20 bullets riddled the car, and a bolt action rifle, the fastest gunman in the world, and nobody is claiming that Lee Harvey Oswald was a good shot. Lee Harvey Oswald was curiously in communist Cuba. Lee Harvey Oswald had connections to the CIA. Many argue and document that he was CIA trained himself. Why was Lee Harvey Oswald in communist Cuba days before? Why do you have to re-enter America through Mexico? This doesn't make any sense. Like days before the killing of JFK. Why did Lee Harvey Oswald always say that he was a patsy? Why was Lee Harvey Oswald killed by a known mafia gangster? Before he was ever able to take the stand and tell people what he knew, Jack Ruby. These are real questions, and it's okay to ask them. In fact, being a skeptic is your job inside of a republic. It's how this whole country operates. We are skeptical. The reason you have in America is because the colonists were very skeptical about this guy named King George. They thought that he probably didn't have their best interests in mind, was probably lying to them, and was probably hurting their chances to know the truth, to live a free life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is found in questioning the powerful, questioning that which exists around you. That's what Christ did. Jesus Christ came to this earth to question the powerful and to question the rules and the structures of society as it were. He kicked them down. It is good to be a skeptic. And so it's important to look at the footage and to say, what the hell is going on here? Of course there were multiple shooters. This is how physics works. Maybe Lee Harvey Oswald did did fire off a couple shots from the Texas School Book Depository. I'm not arguing that. But what what I'm telling you is that when you look at the Zapruder film, you can see that JFK's head was blown out from the back. Simple physics prove that that means he was shot from the front at the very Physical realities of the universe level. Okay? So that means two shooters, and that means that there was a conspiracy. And that means the government isn't telling you the truth. And Tucker Carlson says so here. By the way, there's also uh, Zapruder himself said that, um, hey, this we heard shots from the grassy. We heard shots coming from essentially a very different spot. Everybody who was there... At the time, you can see it on the film. Everyone goes running toward the toward the shooter to try and like stop the shooter. Where did they run to? They, no one ran to the Texas School Book Depository. They have ran to the Grassy Knoll. You can go see it right now in Dallas. It's all still there. Check it out for yourself. Why are they hiding it? That's the real question. Why do they hide? What are they hiding? Tucker Carlson begins with the murder of Jack Ruby in this article right here on Fox. We're going to read you some of the most important parts of it. Not long after Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald on camera in the basement of the Dallas police headquarters, a lot of Americans starting to have some questions about the Kennedy assassination. It was, you'd have to admit, pretty extraordinary sequence of events. A lone gunman murders the president of the United States, and then less than 48 hours later, the lone gunman himself is murdered by another lone gunman. Hmm. Interesting. It's almost like, uh, The lone wolf continues to this very day. If you go ahead and check out 
uh, many, many sequences of events in this country. What are the odds of that, Tucker writes? It's one thing you get struck by lightning, rare if possible, but then another member of your family gets struck by lightning all on different days. You might begin to suspect that there's an entire there is. These are not entirely natural events or God just hates you. But, oh, replied the U.S. government, they are. This bizarre chain of killings was entirely natural. So less than a year after the JFK assassination, the Johnson White House released something called the Warren Commission report. The report concluded that while their motives remain unclear, Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby acted alone. No one helped them. Many Americans did move on. At the time, they had no idea how shoddy and corrupt the Warren Commission was. It would be nearly 50 years before the CIA admitted under duress, in fact, that it had withheld information from investigators about the relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, the CIA has a relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald? Did you learn that in history books? It's true. The CIA admitted it. Now today, of course, the term conspiracy theory appears pretty much everywhere. New York Times uh, uh, about American politics. Pretty much in every New York Times story about American politics. Forgive me, I read too fast. But despite 60 years of name-calling, those questions have not disappeared. And here's one of them. In April 1964, a psychiatrist named Louis John West visited Jack Ruby in isolation in his Dallas cell. According to West's written assessment, he found that Jack Ruby was technically insane and needed immediate psychiatric hospitalization. Those are conclusions that puzzlingly, no one had spoken with Jack Ruby previously had reached. Ruby had seemed perfectly sane to the people who knew him. Lewis Joyelson West, the psychiatrist, pronounced him crazy. But what West did not say was that he was working for the CIA at the time. Huh? Wait, the CIA is sending a psychiatrist in to essentially diagnose Jack Ruby? West was a contracted psychiatrist for the spy agency. He was also an expert on mind control and a prominent player in the now infamous MK Ultra program in which the CIA gave powerful psychiatric drugs to Americans without their knowledge. So of all the psychi psychiatrists in the world, what in the world was this guy doing with Jack Ruby in his prison cell? The media did not seem interested in finding out. In fact, New York Times, in an extensive 1999 obituary of West, never mentioned the fact that he had worked for the CIA, much less his time with Jack Ruby's cell, which seems very relevant. In 1976, a long forgotten, the House representatives impaneled a special committee to investigate the JFK assassination. Their bipartisan conclusion? Jack Kennedy was almost certainly murdered as a result of a conspiracy. But the question of a conspiracy of whom? obvious suspect would be the CIA. Why else would the agency withhold critical evidence from investigators? In 1992, Congress passed the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act. That act mandated the full disclosure of all documents by 2017, 54 years after JFK was killed. The last administration promised to comply fully with the law, but un under intense pressure from CIA Director Mike Pompeo, withheld in the end thousands of pages of CIA documents. Thanks, Mike. Really glad you're going to be running for president against Donald Trump, Mike. Please come on our show. Let us ask you about this. Why would Mike Pompeo withhold these documents from you, ladies and gentlemen? Presumably you voted for Trump maybe once, maybe twice. Maybe you intend on voting for Trump a third time. This is a question you should ask Donald Trump. You should ask people who are uh, in his administration this. Why didn't you release the CIA files on the killing of JFK? This afternoon, the Biden administration did exactly the same thing. That would be thousands of pages of documents after nearly 60 years, the death of every single person involved, but we still can't see the CIA documents on the JFK killing. 
Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke with somebody who had access to the hidden CIA documents on JFK's killing. The person who's deeply familiar with these documents, high-level official, we asked them, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy? The reply we received verbatim. Here's a quote. The answer is yes. The CIA was involved in the killing of Kennedy. It's a wholly different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season, and we were expecting to find a wonderful glowing red present under our Christmas tree, a red wave, and unfortunately, it was more like a red wave for a kiddie pool. And so we may be left with more disastrous spending from Joe Biden, more taxes and deepening inflation. How do you protect what you have saved? The answer is to diversify your IRA or 401k into precious metals. And you should do that with my friends at Birch Gold Group. Text Benny to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, something with real value. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings, especially this Christmas. Text Benny to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation info kit on Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out now. Text Benny to 989898 to secure your future. Go gold. Do it today. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response. And again, this is not a conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. This is somebody with direct knowledge, the information that is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received is unequivocal. Yes, the CIA is involved in the assassination of the president. Why? Well, you could look back and see how what John Kennedy thought of the CIA. John Kennedy said, and I quote, he wants to rip that organization to the bone. John Kennedy wanted to defund change leaderships at the CIA and the FBI. John Kennedy went direct, John Kennedy himself, a veteran and a member of Congress uh, previously before running for president, had seen the black box funding that goes to American intelligence sources, had said this is utterly undemocratic. We are going to democratize these organizations. We are going to rip the hearts out of them, and we are going to reveal anything that is criminal to the public. We are also going to make sure that they have open transparency inside these organizations. And me, John Kennedy, very popular guy, we're going to put someone on the moon, John Kennedy, who had a real grind against Richard Nixon, very close race there against Richard Nixon in 1960. 1963, John Kennedy was cruising on his way to a massive electoral victory in 64. John Kennedy, of course, had traveled to Texas. The the setup here was that President Johnson had demanded he traveled to Texas. This was a last minute stop. Vice President Johnson, forgive me, at the time. Vice President Johnson, not popular, hated by the Kennedys, was shoved in the dock. This was back when Texas was a blue state, Democrat state. And, and you had to essentially win Texas in order to win the nomination. You needed someone like Johnson, who's a complete scumbag and a, two, a true election fraudster. Talk about ballot stuffing. Uh, like, like Lyndon Baines Johnson is like the original, like, uh, like election, fr- like ele- uh, ele- election rigor. Go back and look. Yeah, this is well documented. This is like truly documented. He was an evil, evil person. And I would argue one of the top three worst presidents of all time, perhaps the worst president of all time. 
Lyndon Baines Johnson. I, I think it's basically inarguable. So Lyndon Baines Johnson is forcing JFK to come to Dallas. In fact, the last city that he went to before he was killed was Tampa. That's why there's a Kennedy Boulevard here in Tampa. Last place he went to was Tampa, Florida. Had a totally nice time here and was welcomed and was greeted. And JFK goes to Dallas where LBJ essentially controls the police forces, controls the detectives, controls the state troopers, controls the avenues and the areas that JFK would be traveling with. And JFK and LBJ, of course, wouldn't take off, wouldn't be sworn in until JFK's body was on Air Force One. There are so many strange things that happened in this, uh, you know, in this assassination. But ladies and gentlemen, time after time after time, the clear eyed people that look at what occurred with the JFK assassination come to always the same conclusion. The official story is impossible. Thus, there must be a criminal conspiracy afoot. Was it the communists from Cuba? JFK, no friend of the Cubans. Lee Harvey Oswald had been in Cuba. Was it the mafia? JFK's brother, Robert Kennedy, who was the attorney general at the time, was really cracking down on mafia activity. This was a huge thing at the time. Made a lot of enemies there. Was it the deep state who was running all of them? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like you're going to, you know, I, I suppose our federal government will never let us know. We're going to have to ask, you know, the 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 uh, the man upstairs when we get to heaven. But this is what Tucker Carlson is asking. Americans have trusted their government, reading to you back from the article, Americans have trusted their government less and less with each passing year since the killing of JFK. Maybe this is why. And people have known for a long time that the people who have now included, who now include every director of the CIA since November 1963, and that list would include Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, one of the most sinister and dishonest figures in American lives, the CIA has lied to you, withheld from you, kept documents from you, kept the truth from you. Was it the CIA that did this? Sure like to know. Donald Trump could have released the documents, should have released the documents. We should know. And quite frankly, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. This is the rule. You cannot have a republic. You cannot have a functional democracy, if this is what you want to call it. We certainly don't live in a, in a democracy. We live inside a democratic republic. But you cannot have any functional system of government without truth. You cannot have reconciliation without truth. Nelson Mandela says so. We must have an agreed upon narrative. And right now, the official narrative of the federal government and our intel agencies is that one crazed dude killed Kennedy from a Texas school book depository with a bolt action rifle that it is physically impossible to get the shot off that killed Kennedy. Just physically impossible. That's that's what the government will tell you. So the, if you need evidence that the government lies to you, there it is. There it is. I happen to know a lot about this topic. I like really, really am interested in it. I go to Dallas and I stand, I, whenever I go to Dallas, I just stand there and like look around, like stand there and look around. This might have been one of my red pill moments when somebody put um, The Texas Connection, an incredible book in my hands uh, when I was like a teenager and said, read it. It'll change your entire um, – it'll, it, you know, it'll change your entire perspective on the government. Who, who was behind it? JFK did have a ton of enemies. Was it the deep state? Was it the communists from Cuba? Was it the mafia? Jack Ruby had mafia ties. 
or were all these people set up in order to make it look like it was something else? And the real operators were inside of our own federal government. That's what Tucker Carlson dropped yesterday. Real hard evidence from somebody who's seen the documents that prove that the CIA had a hand in JFK's assassination attempt. And what that would presumably mean is that they trained Lee Harvey Oswald. They trained Lee Harvey Oswald. They were running him as not. And Lee Harvey Oswald, you can see it on camera. Don't let them lie to you. Don't let them tell you that what you see with your eyes and ears and hear with your ears is a lie. Lee Harvey Oswald on camera multiple times saying, I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy, meaning somebody I am just being set up here. I'm the one being set up here. And all you have to do is just look there. You can find it now. It's pretty gruesome. The autopsy photos of JFK are publicly available. Huh. The bullet entry wound right here in his neck. You can see it on the Zapruder film. He gets shot right through the neck and then pow, back of his head. You know anything about ballistics? You know when a bullet travels, hits the flesh, really small entry point, shrapnels, that shrapnel mushrooms through the organs and through the body and then blows out the other side. That's what a high-capacity bullet does. That's just basic physics, baby. I can prove your government lied to you using basic physics. Truth and reconciliation. And it doesn't matter who you are, what position you held. You need to be held accountable, including Mike Pompeo. Shame on you for withholding these documents from the public. And shame, quite frankly, on the people who think that they are also above the rules on Twitter.com. Ladies and gentlemen, right now we are seeing our own nuclear meltdown on Twitter. We saw, of course, we're probably having a nuclear meltdown inside of our spy agencies right now over this Tucker Carlson reporting. But there is another concurrent nuclear meltdown going on on Twitter.com as Elon Musk suspended far left wing radical accounts. People who masquerade as journalists, they are not. They're herd animals being run by the DNC. They are hive mind, uh, lonely, decrepit incels. They claim to be reporters. They're not. These people are simply doing the bidding of their masters inside of big tech and inside of big DNC funding. These people are absolutely deserving of your scorn. These people didn't raise a finger or a moment of hesitation or ire. They didn't spill a drop of ink for you or me or ALX when he was banned. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They didn't spill a drop of ink. They celebrated the banning of regular Americans or politicians who got nuked from Twitter for speaking truth, whether that be about radical sexual ideology or whether it be about sharing real information about Hunter Biden. These people celebrated. And what did they do? They effed around and they found out. That's what they did. They effed around and they found out what was the catalyst here. Elon Musk was being tracked 
was being tracked. His plane and his movements were being tracked by a specific account called Elon Jet Tracker. Now, that account was illegally getting that information. Elon Musk had sued and had has protections against his personal location being shared in real time. And that's what this account was doing. Tim Pool has a tweet up about this. Uh, Tim Pool saying that this account, I want to set this up because it's very important. Tim Pool saying that this account that was tracking Elon Musk is essentially doing this um, illegally. This is essentially, a, you know, a, a, a below board. Jack Sweeney is the guy who runs the account. Jack Sweeney was not posting public information. Sweeney was posting the private information of Elon Musk, and he knew it. Elon Musk has a PIA, which seeks to protect a private, private entities using private aircraft. Privacy. And he, he posts essentially the archive that allows for the FAA to not share third-party database sources for aircraft transmissions to address privacy concerns for this data. There are a lot of private aircrafts that you can't track. There are a lot of military aircrafts you're not allowed to track. There are a lot of things you're not allowed to track. And Elon Musk, because he is a public official and because there are a lot of threats on his life, I know multiple people in witness protection. There are people in politics that have many threats on their lives, that get a lot of security, that have a lot of secrecy, and that have the essentially the federal government assist in keeping their lives secret. And so I want to like I want to set this up very, very clearly. Like Elon Musk was being illegally tracked by an account that was sharing information that should not be public. They had hacked their way into this information. They were sharing it. This was directly leading to real demented people, real degenerates who were following Elon Musk's children around. Elon Musk's kids were being followed around. He had like little kids, like two-year-olds and stuff. Uh, Elon Musk, A-L-X-S-D-F-123, whatever his you know, son's name was, was being followed around by some freak because this account was sharing the uh, little X. Yes, little X, I guess, as he's lovingly known. This account was following his kids real time location. Do you want that? Do you want someone sharing your real time location? Of your children? Tim Pool went on to say, hey, uh, I got a great idea. How about we let all these accounts? So Elon Musk goes ahead and bans the accounts that were sharing this real-time information. Tim Pool saying, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we just go ahead and uh, track every reporter's real-time information? Let's show where every reporter is right now in the world. And let's have a site where we can essentially take every journalist and then we can, we can dox them. Unban the journos who posted the docs information, and we can make a real-time tracker for every journalist. They're high-profile people, and they should have no problem with everyone getting access to publicly available information about where they are at all times. Tim Pool, of course, is somebody who's been swatted at least 10 or 12 times this year. Swatting means that somebody called in a police raid on Tim Pool's house, lying, saying that they have a hostage there or something like that. They make up some lie about a hostage situation. And then police come and storm Tim Pool's home. We've been on Tim Pool's show been to to his house he lives out in a i don't even know if he lives there but he broadcasts from a very rural area out in the middle of the countryside and very far away from any city the 
police show up in order to attempt to cause confusion and potentially kill Tim Pool. They do this during his live shows all the time. So yes, this stuff is very, very dangerous. And no, I am. I uh, this does not extend to a free speech. Uh, this does not extend to free speech because you are threatening someone's life. You can't go up and 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 attempt to murder someone. You can't go up and attempt to put someone. You you can't tell someone you're gonna you're gonna kill them essentially. That's not that's not covered by free free speech. You you can go to jail for stuff like that. I mean, people do go to jail all the time for like verbal threats of violence. So that's what these people are doing. So I want to set that very very clear. This is against the terms of service on Twitter. It's not like even some opaque rule. They made up a rule to ban Trump. This is in the terms of service in black and white. So what happened? Were all these all these people? Uh, Aaron Rupar, Keith Oberman, these people were essentially banned from Twitter for posting Elon Musk's real-time location. And we have one of the offending tweets here, the Keith Oberman offending tweet. We're going to show you how there's essentially like a, here it is. This is essentially what got Keith Oberman, somebody who is like a deeply unhappy 70-year-old unmarried uh, ment- like truly mentally unstable individual. Here's the plan. Everybody post a screenshot of what got this Washington Post reporter suspended, which is a screenshot of, which is a link to track Elon Musk's plane and whereabouts. Recreate the tweet word for word and link and link to Aaron Rupar's Pete that got him banned permanently. So this is like a coordinated effort to share Elon Musk's location. Ironically, Aaron Rupar recently tweeted, uh, you know, Twitter's a private company and it can do what it wants. He tweeted this at Marjorie Taylor Greene when Marjorie Taylor Greene was upset about having uh, a suspension, a Twitter suspension. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a congresswoman, a member of our government democratically elected who was suspended from Twitter for for presumably no reason, for nothing that is in their terms of service, Marjorie Taylor Greene banned, Aaron Rupar says, so close to figuring out what a private company is. Yes, this was the logic. Twitter's a private company. It can ban whoever it wants. It was the F-aroundest of times and the find-outingness of times. That's what's going on right now. These libs thought they were above. They thought it was a hierarchy, and they're having an antibody reaction to figuring out that rules also apply to them. Just because you claim to be a journalist, which you are not, you people are herd animals, you are hive mind, duplicitous, derivative, Brooklyn-based scum who simply report and navel gaze the same talking points that you have all been given, not a single piece of dissent, not a single piece of real journalism, not a single piece of actual questioning the power. That's what Tucker Carlson did in his expose on the CIA and the presumed assassination of John F. Kennedy and their hand in it, questioning the powerful. That's actual journalism. No. You derivative hive mind cretins simply sit there and navel gaze and throne sniff all day long each other in a human centipede that goes from Fox to the New York Times to the Washington Post to the Atlantic 
to CNN. That's all you do. CNN was on camera having panic attacks about this. Watch. Just in tonight, Elon Musk banning multiple tech journalists from Twitter with no explanation. The suspensions come just hours after Twitter shut down an account belonging to an emerging competitor, Mastodon. The ban includes The New York Times' Ryan Mack, The Washington Post's Drew Harwell, and our own CNN's Donny O'Sullivan. Here with me to talk about all this, we have John Berman, also Donny O'Sullivan, and CNN's Oliver Dorsey. What did you do that was so bad, Donny? Um, we reported on Elon Musk. We were talking about the world's, well, formerly the world's richest man, uh, world's second richest man uh, who runs Twitter. He uh, has taken particular, um, uh, he, he, he's, yes, he's been annoyed that there's been this account, which has been active for years now, which tracks uh, the movements of his private jet. Right, but you're not doing that. Why did no, so, you get banned? So we reported how yesterday he shut that account down. And tonight we continue to report on it. He is claiming on social media that um, I and other journalists uh, shared the precise live location of his jet and therefore that's why he kicked us off because we caused danger to him. Certainly in my case I didn't. Uh, we we uh, just uh, posted uh, stories about what was happening, him shutting down those accounts. Um, but look I think the bigger uh, issue here is of course this is supposed to be the guy who's the free speech absolutist. Right? Yeah that's right and at least he puts it in the terms of service what you're not allowed to do. What you're not allowed to do is track the live TikTok of someone's GPS movements because that puts them in danger. Would you want that happening to your grandmother? Would you want that happening to your children? It doesn't even matter if you're a public official or not. Nobody wants that happening to them. And then having that posted publicly? Again, try doing it to all the journalists. The major issue that I have here is that Elon Musk was very clear that this is not allowed on his platform. And these journalists thought that they were above the rules. Listen to Oliver Darcy, the smuggest and baldest and most um, worm-like individual. He kind of like, just looks like a worm-like individual on CNN. This guy previously holding the jockstrap uh, uh, or the egg carton of Brian Stelter, his boss got fired. And now he, Oliver Darcy, worms his way onto the CNN stats to say that CNN's very concerned about Twitter. You know, all we were doing was, you know, presumably trying to get Elon Musk's son killed. And so uh, why aren't we allowed to do that? Maybe we need to rethink our relationship with Twitter. Try it. Go. I think this raises a big question about what the free press, what the future of the free press on Twitter looks like. You know, are news organizations going to stand by as the reporters are just, you know, hastily banned without explanation? Uh, CNN is saying it's going to reevaluate its relationship with Twitter based on the response it gets. I want to read you the full statement, Allison. It says... Um, the impulsive and unjustified suspension of a number of reporters, including CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan, is concerning but not surprising. And it goes on to say Twitter's increasing instability and volatil volatility should have should be of incredible concern for everyone who uses Twitter. And then it goes on to say we have asked Twitter for an explanation and we will reevaluate our relationship based on that response. And I think it's so important to point out that Twitter really needs or really relies on news i mean that's what's what the kind of the lifeblood of and twitter journalists. i mean they're all on twitter and we're better journalists than you 
The only reason that Sam Bankman Free is in chains right now is because of independent journalists that actually did the job. The only reason anyone knows anything about JFK's assassination to Epstein is because of independent accounts like ours who actually do real reporting. You scum haven't reported once on the Twitter files, the bombshell of an era showing that this organization with the assistance of ding, 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 the intel agencies banned a sitting president, silenced a sitting president, de-boosted accounts. What it, by the way, why don't you define a journalist? What do you mean by journalist? Let's see here. Journalist. Hmm. Dictionary definition. A person who writes for newspapers, magazines, news websites, or prepares news to be broadcast. Well, guess what? We're broadcasting the news right now, bucko. So we're journalists too. You didn't weep at all when they went after our team, when they deboosted our accounts. You should see the following at BennyJohnson.com. You should see the following. It like, it like piddles around for years. Gaining 20 followers a week, 20 followers a week. Elon Musk takes over. We've gained 500,000 followers. 500,000 followers gained in like two months. Where where will I get that growth back? When, where, when will I get it back? When will I get the growth back? When will I get back the followers? Our account was totally deboosted. Charlie Kirk's account deboosted. Dan Bongino's account deboosted. Shadow banned. Censored content visibility do not amplify was the slap that was put on charlie's account covered that they're journalists too you know dan bongino broadcasts every day to a much larger audience than cnn so it's charlie so where were you screaming or crying it's because they want to control the words they want to control the actual language they want to control who is a journalist and journalists means that you have to be part of the human centipede. You have to have your mouth literally sewn onto the tuchus of the outlet in front of you, and you all have to drink and eat the same bilge that comes from the same effing sources at the CIA, the FBI. This is, this is what they call journalism. They call the same people at the FBI. Then they call Adam Schiff. Then they call some liberal tech executive, and then they they write a story. And they all write the same story, and they regurgitate and di- redigest it through a giant centipede, the human centipede of corporate journalism. That's what it is. It's disgusting. And these people want to claim that we're not journalists, even though we have a much bigger reach, much bigger audience than them. Screw them. They're dying, and we're thriving. Dying metaphorically. We want everyone to live in peace and be happy. Uh, Elon Musk does, too. This is why Elon Musk is doing this. Elon Musk talking on a Twitter space last night. He goes full Leroy Jenkins and just goes right into a Twitter space being run by a bunch of lefty journos. Twitter spaces, if you're not familiar with them, it's where you can like kind of pop in. It's like a big radio show. Everyone can talk. There's no visual element to it, but everyone can talk live. And 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 tens of thousands of people join these things, and it's really neat. It's a very cool medium. Kind of like listening to the radio, but like it's a huge amount of people broadcasting. There, no one's talking all at one time. The well-run spaces is one person at a time, but the ideas are very interesting, and the format's very interesting. So Elon Musk popped into one last night and explained exactly why he banned these journalists. Go. Uh, yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been doxing. Uh, would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information 
about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate. And I think everyone on this call would not like that to be known to them. And, and there is not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and, and regular people. Everyone's going to be treated the same. They're not special because you're a journalist. You're, you're just, you're, you're a Twitter, you're, just, you're a citizen. Um, so uh, no special treatment. Um, your, docs, your docs, you get suspended. End of story. Um, so and 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 Elon, and, and, you, and, and ban you... evasion, ban evasion, or like or, or trying to be clever about it. Like, oh, I posted a link to the real time information. Is obviously uh, that is obviously simply trying to evade the the, the meaning. That is, there's no different from than paste than actually showing real time information. You're not special because you are a journalist. You're not special because you are a journalist. You know who's on Elon's side here? AOC. And this is pretty shocking. Let's go back up to the top of the article here at the Daily Mail. Uh, AOC actually saying, hey, man, I get it. AOC sympathizes with Musk after he banned nine journalists for posting assassination coordinates of his location as he asked Twitter users to vote in a poll to decide whether they should be reinstated and CNN threatens to leave site. I don't know what the exact results of that poll was. It was neck and neck, neck and neck as to uh, whether he should be reinstating these journalists. But AOC and Elon Musk had a back and forth where they like in agreement. Of course, they are they they have a current unrequited love for each other. AOC doodling in her notebook, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Musk uh, five times a day, wiping a single tear away as she uh, prepares to go to Soul Cycle. There you go. OK. All right. Prepares to go to Soul Cycle. <laughs> Uh, somebody needs to make that movie. It needs to be like The Notebook. Somebody needs to make like some movie of like AOC and Elon Musk and their love for one another. I think there's a couple of memes out about it. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are not journalists. They are doing the same thing that we do online every single day. And so what can you say, man? They effed around and they found out Elon Musk made a rule. Even AOC is kind of on Elon's side here. Uh, and they should not post the real-time information and dox people. Elon Musk said it the best. You're not special because you're a journalist. You're not outside the rules. There are no special rules for journalists. You're breaking the rules of my platform. Oh, by the way, what's the script here? There's a script. Hold on. There's like a script. What's the script? Uh, okay, hold on. The script is... Um, Twitter is a hold on. Twitter is a private company. If you don't want to learn the terms of service, then please build your own Twitter. Also build your own internet. LOL. See ya. Bye. F around and find out. Is that what you're supposed to say in these moments? Is that what you're supposed to say? Yeah. Yeah. I have absolutely as a you know, as, a, as somebody who has kids myself, I have absolutely no tolerance for this. Elon Musk has made Twitter a wildly safer place. Elon Musk has cracked down and banned human trafficking. He has banned accounts that share grotesque and truly criminal content about children. Good on him. He has banned violent accounts. Elon Musk has also banned, of course, doxing people in real time that could be a threat to their lives. And the entire media is losing their minds saying that Elon Musk has made Twitter unsafe. No, you are the people who make Twitter unsafe, thinking that you can do whatever you want to accounts like libs of TikTok, de-boost and de-platform the president of the United States. You people are the ones who have destroyed Twitter. And good riddance, by the way. They'll all come groveling back, Elon. Stay strong. They'll all come groveling back. 
They just hate the fact that they are being held to the same standards that they held us to. Remember when if you shared a link to the Hunter Biden laptop story from the oldest newspaper in the country, the New York Post, you shared a link to that true story, it would get your account nuked from space. They celebrated that. They celebrated it. They're stenographers and propagandists. These people are not journalists. We're journalists. They're not journalists. These people are apparatchiks, weepy and doughy and worm-like ones at that. So let them seethe. Let them seethe. Donald Trump yesterday pledged to ban federal agencies from colluding with private businesses to limit the freedom of speech. Very interesting. Donald Trump, here's what he had to say in an uh, announcement yesterday. Go. We don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left wing activists and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. So Donald Trump releasing essentially what is the uh, first of many planks in what would be a next Trump administration saying that he will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in new onside, uh, online censorship regime, which is destructive and terrible uh, uh, to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights, campaign finance laws, federal election laws, security laws, antitrust laws. Twitter did violate election laws by giving an in-kind donation to Joe Biden by censoring Donald Trump throughout the 2020 election. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters and we have to do this right now, the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. And then third, upon my inauguration, I'll ask Congress to send a bill to my desk revising Section 230 uh, to get big online platforms out of the te tech censorship business. Donald Trump saying that he's going to break up the toxic censorship industry. Well, all right. He talks about the uh, uh, major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials. He calls for a seven-year cooling-off period before an employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DHS, or DOD would be allowed to take a job inside of, uh, inside of these tech companies, which I find particularly wild how many CIA and FBI agents worked inside of Twitter. Uh, uh, there, there's like an exhaustive list out there. It's crazy the number of people that worked essentially for the deep state that then went and got jobs at Twitter. Again, the goal after 2016 was to break every institution and to gain total control over every institution that potentially led to Donald Trump's election victory. That allowed it. Not that they rigged it in favor of Donald Trump, that they allowed Donald Trump to win election, to take those institutions over and break them, including but not limited to growing and creating and manufacturing a virus in China 
and then utilizing that virus in order to break American electoral systems all across this country. These people are blind, blind with zealous religious intent, religiosity towards their church. And their church, of course, is the federal government. It is a godless church. It's a, for people who don't believe in Jesus. It is a godless religion and it is a religion of power. And they set about uh, purifying and sanctifying in a crusade conversion by the sword after Donald Trump's election in 2016. They were never going to let that happen again. And that's what that's what the that's what the infusion of federal assets into social media companies. That's why this has come about. That's what this is all about. Pretty, pretty remarkable. So Donald Trump coming out against that. Good. That's good. Trump. Good. Good job. This is exactly uh, this is exactly, of course, what needs to be done. I mean, the question that I would have if Donald Trump was on the show right now is, um, hey, uh, hey, Mr. President, it was your administration that was actively censoring you on Twitter. Can you please respond to that? You know, it was like the FBI under your uh, uh, under your direction. They worked for you at the time. The DOJ that you appointed. Like these were the people that were actively censoring you. Now I know being a president is a big job. I'm not trying to like say that I could do it better, but it was your own administration that was going through and censoring you. Those, them's the breaks. Them's the facts. So what do you say to that? You're going to direct your DOJ to do this. Direct your DOJ to do that. Your DOJ was actively staging a coup attempt against you in the 2020 election. Them's the facts. I want to hear the answer to that one. That's the one I want to hear the answer to. Well, uh, it turns out that people's administration can act against them and their own interests. The White House is in a bind as the archives nears the release of the Hunter Biden Bursama emails. Interesting little story here. The Biden administration faces a difficult decision over the next year whether to block the National Archives from releasing hundreds of Obama-era documents related to the first son Hunter Biden and his relationship with the Ukrainian energy company Bursama while Joe Biden was vice president. The White House has been mum about whether it will invoke executive privilege to stop the papers from being released to the public on February 28th. The records include 69 images and 206 emails that mention Bursama and date back to 2014 when Hunter Biden, now 52, a lucrative set, uh, a lucrative seat on the company's board. Sorry about that. A shady relationship. The Post exposed in a series of reports from 2020. The National Archives informed the Biden White House and the Obama Foundation in a November 30th letter that it planned to release the records in response to the Freedom of Information Act between May and December of 2014 contained the word Bursama, the insider said. The letter said several of the emails involved media inquiries after it was revealed in 2014 that Hunter Biden would accept a seat on Bursama's board and was paid as much as $83,000 a month even though he had no experience in energy. The National Archives also said in the letter that 22 emails were restricted without saying why. Yikes. So uh, according to the Presidential Records Act, the legal teams representing Biden and Obama administration uh, have until February to claim executive privilege over the emails. You know what that means? If they claim executive privilege, you know what that means? Subpoenas. It means, it means that you have, uh, again, another smoking gun for Republicans to go after. So get gone. Get going, guys. Here's the breaking news on this. Go. 
All right, now a big breaking story out of Washington where the National Archives wants to release hundreds of pages of emails about Hunter Biden and his shady dealings with Burisma Holdings. Now, will the Biden White House welcome the transparency? They said they were going to be transparent. They told you, the American people, they would be. Anyway, so what was Biden and his son up to in Ukraine? Why would Joe Biden leverage a billion dollars of your money to get a prosecutor in Ukraine fired uh, and they only had six hours to do it. And son of a B, they did it because he was investigating his zero experience son. Anyway, you might remember uh, it was Joe Biden bragging about all of this, getting the prosecutor fired. Uh, but then, of course, on the other end of this, he's saying, oh, uh, my son and I, we've never had any discussion about any any of his foreign business dealings. Not one word, never, ever about anything. Anyway, so they promised transparency. Will they follow through? We've reached out to the White House and Hunter Biden's lawyer for comment. We asked them a lot for comment. They never get back to us. I'm not sure why. Hmm. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure why, Sean. Every time I watch Sean Hannity, it's like it's like if my dad had a TV show, exactly what it would be like. I don't know why he's so much like Howard Johnson, which is the name of my father. It's actually Howard Johnson the third, and they were all engineers. But it's so much like Hannity. Like my 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 dad's like mannerisms, mannerisms, and. uh uh, and and turns of phrase are so much like Sean Hannity. It's, it's hard to watch. Hard to watch Hannity clip. It is also hard to watch uh, the cesspool that was Twitter.com uh, begin to unravel. Former Twitter employee sentenced to three years in prison for spying for Saudi Arabia. Gotcha. This was a great. This is a really great company. Really. Let's 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 make sure that Twitter goes back to the way it was. Former Twitter employee has been found guilty of spying on Twitter users on behalf of Saudi Arabia and the Saudi royal family that was sentenced to three years in prison. NBC News reports that a Twitter employee had been sentenced to three years and a half in prison for spying on users on behalf of the Saudi royal family. Ahmad Abaumano. Ahmad Amadou, a dual U.S. Lebanese citizen, was part of a scheme to acquire personal information, including phone numbers and birth dates, for the Saudi government uh, and, and governments adjacent. They helped oversee media partnerships for Twitter in the Mideast and North Africa. The sentence was handed down Wednesday, U.S. District Court in Northern District of Columbia. Yikes. According to testimony from an FBI agent, a Saudi government agent began courting Twitter employees uh, in 2014 by buying them gifts and depositing money into his cousin's bank account, L-O-L. Hmm. Well, what do you know? Twitter was being used as a spy operation. Ha! Huh. Now, if the Saudis could figure it out, do you think the CIA could figure it out? I wonder. I'll leave that up. I'll leave that up to, to it, you guys. And um, let's just say if you believe that there was a lone gunman in the Kennedy assassination, you won't be able to figure out the answer. You won't get the right answer. The right answer is yes, CIA was being used as a massive spying operation and more importantly, a consensus manufacturing operation. It was the MK Ultra of our time. See, Twitter was used to create false manufactured narratives that promote leftist agendas to not shadow ban, but to but to uh, uh, shadow boost accounts like AOCs and far left wing accounts with fake consensus retweets. Notice how the retweets and the engagement on Joe Biden's account goes. The retweets and following on Barack Obama's account goes. As soon as Elon Musk takes over and AOC's engagement has gone up. AOC had a uh, tweet thread the other day that she worked really, really hard on. Her team worked really hard on it. Got like it got like 100 retweets. She has like 13 million followers. Hmm. 
Curious that, I wonder why. It's almost as though the world is fake. Just like the guy who talked to Tucker Carlson said, yo, the CIA assisted in the killing of Kennedy. Um, Tucker Carlson, uh, the end of that quote, he goes, you live in a fake world. The American government isn't real. And AOC ain't real either. AOC, ladies and gentlemen, tries to claim that she's some type of populist hero and that she's really, really famous. Well, then how do you explain this? AOC released a climate change documentary and it made 80 bucks a theater. 80 bucks. $80 per theater. It made less than $10,000 in a release of 120 different uh, theatrical uh, 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 box box offices across the country. Uh, It's called To The End. Who would ever want to watch this? We saw the trailer. It, like burns the eyeballs we considered playing the trailer for you but like we actually care about you as an audience you can go see it if you are into um you know the 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 like pain and brutality of assaulting your eyes and shoving salt water into your eyeballs um and cyanide but essentially what it is is it's just unfunny preening and lecturing like two hours of activists who have done nothing with their lives, who've not created any jobs, who've not ever helped a single other person other than themselves, just screeching and preening and screaming and having no actual solutions for the climate. The only solution only ever is ban all oil. Now, oh, okay, got it. Well, then um, what would you make your films with? You know, your cameras are made out of plastic, right? You know, that's an oil byproduct, right? So how would you make your documentaries? How would you heat the theaters that people are sitting in to watch this? Oh, wait, nobody actually watched this in theater. Uh, Check out what uh, Judge Janine had to say about it. She's a socialist, a social media sensation and firebrand progressive lawmaker. But AOC's bid to become a movie star ending in a spectacular failure. Her new climate change documentary called To the End, bombing at theaters. The filmmaking only 80 bucks per theater and raking in less than $10,000 during its opening weekend. Maybe it's because it's so cringeworthy. Some of us have to actually live the future that you all are setting on fire. We're going to make historic investments and we'll seize the opportunity. We got the candidate that was nominated to come to us. We're either going to go out in a blaze of glory or we're going to win what we want. America has faced threats before and come out stronger. All right. Well, AOC is one to get a lot of attention whenever she speaks about anything. And yet this is when the people would actually come out and affirm or confirm whatever it is she's doing. Why did she flop? Yeah, but the people didn't affirm or confirm. And it's amazing. These people call themselves champions of the people somehow have no people ever show up for them. Also, AOC has done multiple other documentaries and she always arrives to these premieres. We've been looking for this. She arrives to these premieres in limousines, typically GMC Yukons, seven miles to the gallon city. Whenever she shows up, she rolls up inside of a massive fossil fuel burning vehicle, uses a cell phone, presumably day and night to tweet all made out of mine materials and fossil fuels there. Even the Tesla that AOC owns and illegally parks in front of the Whole Foods, upon which she uh, lives in an apartment, uh, AOC uh, uses coal-powered electricity, 
to charge that Tesla. You, you know, there's a giant coal power plant right in the middle of Washington, D.C. She has to walk by it every day. So, so to charge her Tesla, she's burning dinosaur bones. She's burning coal to power her Tesla. Where's the electricity come from, AOC? Where does it come from? Greg Gutfeld had a great take. Watch. First of all, I mean, $80 per theater. I mean, I made $80 in a theater and there wasn't even a movie playing. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's no surprise. Who would go see the mo a movie that's the opposite of entertaining? There's nothing entertaining about that. Michael Moore's colonoscopy is more entertaining than that because there's probably more twists. But <laughs> it does show you how great it is to be a progressive in a liberal biased culture. She really doesn't do her job, right? She makes movies. She goes to galas. She sits for glossy butt kissing uh, interviews in GQ and other women's mags. Uh, once you get over to the fact that you're hollow inside, it's not a bad life. All right, Dana. AOC was found to be the least effective member of Congress in 2020. She passed zero bills. She sponsored zero bills. But she got such an outsized media coverage. I wonder why. Hmm. It's almost as though AOC is an operation. It's almost like she's an op. She's just a little control element that they utilize because, well, they know there's nothing really much going on up there. Same thing they do with Biden. And when you finally put AOC out there for people to uh, validate her and affirm her and buy the ticket and say, AOC, we believe you. Go get it, girl. Go get it. Hmm. Nobody buys the ticket. Tough luck. Tough luck. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we do this show is because and why we do this show. I mean, a lot more people watch the show today. And we had tens of thousands of people watching the show across our platforms today. More people watch the show here than watched AOC's documentary. And the reason why we do it is because we actually do have a popular message. We actually are populists. Populism is popular with the right messenger and populism and the tenets of it. They're going to win. They're winning all around the world. So be joyous this holiday season. Walk into the holiday season happy, knowing that God, family, country, that these are the things that are driving a global movement, not a globalist movement, but a global movement of nationalism, populism, of taking our nations back from these just the, – the church, the church – against God. The church, this has been the theme of the week. These people worship power. They don't worship Jesus Christ. They don't worship a God. They worship themselves and they worship the assumption of their own power. And they scream like demons when you start to take away that power. And that's what they're doing to Elon Musk. That's what they're going to do to Tucker Carlson after he called out the Kennedy assassination. And that's what they, that's what they do to us. And we laugh in their faces because we know, we know we're right. We were born free men and women. We're going to stay that way because we fight ladies and gentlemen. So keep memeing, keep fighting, and keep being thankful for being born in the best country on earth, America, baby. We got a long way to go, and we're going to do it on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.